You are listening to Building with Builder, where we talk about all things building, whether it be building or renovating your dream home or developing for profit. We believe that building done the right way is fun. I'm Rebecca from Build Her Collective. Join us as we explore all aspects of this journey. Hello, lovely builders. Today we have Danielle. She is from Lights, 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 and she is a superstar. So she's one of the directors and owners of Lights, 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 but also she does the most incredible designs and she works on all our houses. And lighting is one of those things that if you go into a house and it's like, okay, but then if you go into a house and it's next level lighting and you can really feel it, it's incredible. Well, she's the person who makes this happen for us. She's here to talk to us today about all things light and things that you should consider if you are designing your own home or if you're renovating for profit or if you're looking to just even retrofit your house and your light. So welcome. Thank you. Where do we start? At the beginning and then there was light. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say we start at your plans. We start at the beginning before you've cracked ground. So this is the thing, like lighting and getting it right takes a really long time so it should be included from the very beginning and often it's an afterthought right and you know like it's almost like I look at these houses sometimes there's a photo of it and it's like got that oh, that ceiling which is like splayed with all these downlights and it's like someone's gone just put like 15 downlights in it'll be fine yeah don't do that no don't do that <laughs> interestingly lighting is one of the last things to be installed in a home but it's mm. one of the first things that really needs to be considered we focus on building light into architecture so that we're telling the story of the build in a way that doesn't make the light look like it was a fixture that was just plonked on top of the ceiling. It looks like something that's a part of the build. And in order to do that, we need to do that at the early stages. So that's when your two-dimensional plans have internal elevations, and that's about all we need. That's where we start to feed the ideas and start to understand the journey that you're about to undertake. And then it evolves as you select finishes, as you make minor changes, as you select stone that's cost you an arm and a leg and you're bouncing off the walls because it's been imported from Italia and it's amazing (laughs) and you want it lit magically. So as that build evolves, as your, your options and your selections evolve, then the selections evolve and the placements evolve. But starting at the start, starting when you have those plans right from the get go is really the best place to onboard the best intention for your lighting. We spend a lot of time focusing on natural light, yeah, but we don't live in natural light for that long. Like we, most of us will go to work during the day and then we'll come home and a lot of our experience of the house will be when we do need artificial lighting on. And so when you get that right and when you kind of incorporate that into the build beautifully, then it kind of makes that feel cohesive all the way through and you've got different moments for different moves and different ways that you want to live inside the house. Correct. And I think uh, we do factor natural light into our designs, but the primary goal is really to feed the intention of the space and how you want to live in it. So, for example, um, your home, I know that you're a mum, I know that you're a businesswoman, I know that the way that we light your study is going to be different to the way we light your living room. I know you have 
a beautiful big family. So in your living room, the sense of calm is something that we're wanting to evoke. So we oh, don't need a sense of coming. We all do, <laughs> every mum. But I think that we've let that be the intention of the space and we've lit the space accordingly to evoke a sense of calm, to make you feel warm, to make you feel soft and easy. And also you mentioned natural light. We want to balance our circadian rhythms when we come into artificial lighting. So we want to use products that are going to not impact our brainwaves and what we need in that time of night because our mind and our our brain and our eyes are connected and how we absorb the light feeds information to our brain. Possibly getting a bit technical here, but those are the factors that we consider when we discuss with clients how to light a space and how they want to live in the space. That's why we need an expert to help us with this. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> if I look at our lounge room, so firstly, I don't have a single downlight. I've got uplighters, which I am beyond a big fan of. So what they do is they wash the ceiling with light and I'll let you explain why that's important in a minute. But then you've got that with some target lighting around the kitchen bench and then you've got some point lights, so a light over the dining table for when we're eating there. And then we've got all these different ways that we can move the lighting depending on what we're doing at that time. And then our playroom has, I think that's got four different types of lighting in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's all quite layered so that it offers you different solutions uh, in your living room, for example, the wall-mounted uplighters are lighting the space with adequate lighting just as a downlight would, but there's no light hitting your eyes. So when the children and yourself and John are hanging out in that space, there's no glare. There's no introduction of starkness into your eye that connects into your brainwaves and says, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake, be chaos, be chaos. Like, ah, there's yeah. none of that because the light is hitting the ceiling bouncing off the ceiling, creating reflection and offering output and illumination to the space without that chaos. It's abundant when you want it to be abundant and when it's dimmed, it's soft enough that it's, it's like having a floor lamp on in the corner but there's nothing hanging around. But then we recognise that with a large family you need intensity at your kitchen, at your bench top. So that's where the intensity lies. We work on the metrics of what the level of light is that you require in the space and then we apply that to the understanding of how you want to live in it. Does that make sense? So there's two yeah. elements. We cannot make a decision without the metrics of how much light you need and what you want to do in that area. There's no way to adequately and efficiently light the space without those two parts. It's why I'll never do a lighting design for someone that sends me a plan and says, Danielle, could you please just create something? I just say no, because without getting to know the person and understanding their needs and their wants for the room, I could never light that in a way that would make me feel like a holistic designer. Well, it's that extra thing, like we spend the money on the architect and the architecture, and then we spend the money on picking our materials and our finishes, but how we experience that room is a lot about the light and how that, you know, whether it's a cool light or a warm light or a direction or a, like all these different things and I don't know enough about it to be able to talk about it but I just come to you and like we talk about how we move through the house and what we want to do and you know you talk about layering you're layering moments on top of what we've created so I've got this vision of how the house should feel and you're kind of pulling that forward and there's a couple of like uplight pin lights that you've done on a few times but like I remember on the Bayview house Bayview. that we did that was so beautiful because it was so 
elegant and discreet and understated but so impactful yes and you just nailed it by saying that you know it really impacts the way you experience the space so you are selecting beautiful finishes you are creating a home for your family we want to highlight the finishes but not in a way that impacts the way you experience the space so we factor all of those decisions into making a selection which is why it takes a bit of time it's a very intricate process and understanding your needs is is at the forefront of what's important before we even consider selecting a fitting most of the fittings i've got like so i think of lighting and i'm like oh we're talking about fancy fittings i don't have a lot of fancy fittings like the fittings are pretty understated but it's not about having these huge showy lighting pieces it's about simplicity and light and experience it's about the way the light is produced over what the light looks like so the aesthetic is very important to us all we're investing in our homes and you know it's a fashion piece essentially it's the jewelry for your home so it needs to look fab but it doesn't need to be ostentatious all the time and it's like the old days we're celebrating 14 years of our business and we had a reflection on what lighting used to be like in Australia 20 years ago. You'd walk into a lighting shop and there'd be lights everywhere. And I used to just drive me insane. The first time I experienced that, my mind just was, it was overwhelmed. I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see a light because there was so much around me. So we practice the philosophy that we practice with our business in every project that we do, and that is less is more. And, you know, stepping back from needing the light to be the feature piece. That's the key. You know, clients will often call saying, I need to buy a pendant for my home. I've got six rooms that I need pendants for. And I'm like, whoa, six rooms? Are you sure? And it's a it's a faux pas. They don't need to be pendants. I mean, look at your sitting room. It has a surface-mounted disc. Like a disc, yeah. yeah. And it's I think it's 800 mil, and it bounces light into the ceiling and washes light into the room. It's essentially not really decorative. It drops the ceiling line down and washes light upward. It's beautiful, but it's, it's not classic, though. Classic, it's classic and it's elegant. It's an extension of your architecture, and that's how we look at our selections. Your, your selection should be an extension of your architecture, except for potentially in one or two areas of the home where you want to create some massive wow and have a statement piece. Yeah, and even my statement piece, like I've got two of these. I've got one in a bedroom and I've got one in my office. Actually, the one in my office I use a lot because in the morning I don't want the bright task lighting because yes. I'm often working when it's dark, like yes. three, you know, four or five in the morning. So I don't, I don't want that light on me. So I use it and even that. Anyway, so that's probably my most decorative, but it's still like sculptural. I think it's more as sculptural rather than, um, I don't know, rather than kind of decorative or, yeah, fluffy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ostentatious is probably the the right thing. Yeah, I utterly agree. (laughs) An extension of your architecture, that's always, that classic elegance is is where we want to be with it and we want to focus on how the light is distributed. So we would never have recommended this fitting if it didn't distribute the light adequately. It's not just about the look. It needs to produce an output that's going to feed the intention of the room. So obviously everyone needs a plan and we need to do that early. So generally speaking, building surveyors are now requiring lighting plans to sign off their building, to sign off the building. At what point are we coming to you? Because we, we also can't come to you on the day before we need it and say, okay, well, look at my lighting plan. Can I have an appointment? 
you know, you're booked out for quite a while because this design service and this this way you're working with people is in um, demand, I guess. So how, how long do we need to come to you with this? We're generally booked out three to four weeks in advance. So I recommend you planning that far in advance. We recommend all clients to come to us at plan stage. So if you have a floor plan and internal elevations and a vision, start there. It doesn't have to be the science-filled and delivered product, but it gives you a, a mild understanding of budget. It gives you a mild understanding of how we could feed lighting into the architecture. And it begins the relationship. It begins and cements how do we work with these people from, their, from the client's perspective, but also ours. It starts to build that bond because I can assure you that going on the journey of a build with each and every client is like entering into a new marriage. And it's important to form those bonds early. As far as how long it takes to prepare a design, it normally at this stage takes around two to three weeks and that's only because of the number of projects that we work on. A lighting design itself can take anywhere from half a day up to one day. Apart from delving into the metrics of every room and making sure that we have, ad we have adequately lit every room, we have over 200 suppliers and we don't just do a plan and throw in there what we used on the last project. We investigate, we research, we creatively have very, very heated and loud debates in the shop with our fellow designers about, should we do this? No, what? No, do that. That's a stupid idea. And that's how we come up with such amazing projects. We work together. So, you know, that, that's a, that's just say nearly a full day's work on um, a build, the scale of yours, for example, and fitting a full day in when you have appointments and you have other things means it, it takes time. So planning a month ahead is definitely where to be and right at the start of the project. For me, I like to have everything worked out and then I like to play with it because I'm meddlesome. But also the hand-selected fittings that you, they weren't necessarily expensive actually, but they're imported from all over the world. So we needed lead time. Some of the lead times were four months, but that's okay because we've worked this out before we've poured the slab. So we're still, you know, nine, 12 months away from needing this fitting. And you're kind of like, oh, well, that feels like a long time. It's the right amount of time because then you, you don't do this scattergun thing where you get like this light and then that light and then a box of things. you curate the entire build into one order and then that one order I can't even imagine what your warehouse must look like or where that would go but that one order comes together and then gets delivered and we were doing two houses on the last project so they were basically compartmentalized and boxed in like this is this room and that goes there and this is this and then that goes with the schedule and that schedule all had data points those data points and wiring plans then all had to be fed to the electrician because he needed the points at the right height. And you're talking in 3D, so you've got a plan, but the plan is actually realised in 3D. So is this light that's an X on the side of the wall, is that at 1,200 or 1,800 or 3 metres or what are we doing? All of that needs to be mapped out and you're visualising that in a way that adding that next layer of beauty, I guess. Yeah, and I think lighting is the one component that is often different in every room. So mm -hmm. the way that we manage that, I mentioned before that that first plan is like a mild understanding. There's that mild understanding that is had by the client, but not by us. So we'll see a plan, I see two dimensions, and just as I'm talking to you now, I want to close my eyes because this is how I learned to read plans. I would find the front door. 
I always find the front door on a plan and it elevates in my mind because I know the ceiling height. And then there's something happens with my mind and I flow and I can feel myself walking through the house. And that's how that comes to fruition. Yeah. And so we, we build on that understanding of the elevation of the house from that first plan and it's not because clients are meddlesome I want to really I want to change your language on that because I joke about it but you know we're all human and the build evolves so we evolve with it and then we make changes but that first plan really it's just the starting point you need so much more information in order to install it which is why that holistic approach to lighting design is so important because I can map out where I think a downlight should go, but I'm never just mapping out a downlight. I'm mapping out a specific fitting I have in my mind that has a specific beam angle with a specific color temperature, a specific lens, and I know exactly how that light is going to penetrate that wall. Yeah. So you don't have to pick that particular light, but if we make a change to the selection, we potentially will make a change to the positioning. And that all changes as the build evolves. The plan and the lighting needs that nurturing. It needs that guidance and support in order to come to fruition. So but it kind of built on that. When we look at plans together, you're like, okay, so where are you picturing the art? Like, have you got art on this wall? Because yeah. I'm seeing a gallery running here. Yeah. So if we're doing that, we need to have these fittings to display them like this. Normally when I set up a house, I'm kind of thinking of the experience of the space, but I'm also thinking of the images and the way the house will shoot and the way... I'll light it and what will be my hero moments and what are the moments that make me really happy and mm -hmm. fulfilled. And, and so you're kind of pushing me further on that because I then have to get into the furnishing, which isn't my natural happy place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we all have happy places. So yeah. that's kind of, I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to dress that? And kind of push further into like the art and the moments and the, the perspectives and the view lines and things like that, which is, perfect because you need to be thinking all the way through that and so I read a plan in the same way but I'm just not focused on the lighting aspect exactly I'm focused on the materials and how my eyes drawn through and where the natural light and things like that because that's what I read mm -hmm. and so we need our different experts to be really great and that's why I hire architects because they are great at reading cool. volumes and creating space and moments and transitioning people through and I guess if we've gone all this way an effort to create this dream home and this dream build. The lighting has to be something you consider up front, but I feel like it's not always recognised for the importance it's got. It's definitely changed. It's more acceptable now to place emphasis on lighting. I mean, you talk just hearing, you talk just then, you, you're focusing on your finishes, you're focusing on your materials, you're focusing on your furnishings, but what tells that story? Yeah. Nothing tells the story. Everything in life is two-dimensional without light. Everything in life is flat. Nothing has dimension without light. Nothing. And we don't meander through our homes during the day a lot. It's generally in the evening. So the light is what tells that story. And I think that it's vital. I mean, I obviously think it's vital. It's what I do mm -hmm. and I love it. But I see so much money and emotion poured into architecture. And when I see it lit well and receive that email from the client that says, oh, my God. I can't believe how amazing I feel in this home when I sit on the couch at night time. Yeah. It's not, I can't believe how amazing that pendant looks over my dining room table. You very rarely hear that. It's about how the architecture is lit and how the space makes a client feel. And that's a big tick for us. And it has changed a lot. 15 years ago when I started in lighting, there was a lot of discussion around 
what we wanted our business to be when we started it and we opened the business with an intention to educate because we didn't want to be that shop where you just came and bought a light and went home. And I feel like we've landed in a space where our client base understands that there's a respect associated with this process. Well, I would completely agree. And I think you want to find out more or, or kind of more about the education because actually you guys are really active on social media. And I know the stop the glare and it sticks in my head so much because glare is actually like a trigger for me. I don't like it at all. But you can go there and you can learn about kind of all the different types of lighting. You can learn about task lighting and you can learn about why you're doing different things in different spaces. Because I think if you've got a better understanding of it, then when you go, you know, it's like that garden design course I did last year. Oh, yeah. What I learned was that I don't know anything. <laughs> and then I need to hire experts. <laughs> I rang someone the day, other day and they're like, oh, so you'll do this yourself. And I'm, no, 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 I'm ringing you for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I need to hire someone. You've empowered yourself yeah, with the knowledge to know where to go. Yeah. And to know what to look at and how to visualize and how to understand what you're telling me and kind of read that beauty. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is understand what you like why you would like it or how you would use those spaces and then go get a proper lighting design because you're right, nothing works if it's not lit properly. And lighting changes our mood and the simplest way to show that is kind of when you go into a supermarket, it's lit so you're in a frenzied state and you buy. Mm -hmm. When you go into a high-end hotel, normally they're really mood lit and it's got that kind of relaxing, I'm in this luxurious, I want to hang out here and never move feeling and they're the kind of two extremes and so what you're doing when you're doing the lighting design is is pulling the balance of how you want to experience your home and putting that all together in this really beautiful way with figurines and fixtures and all anyway I think we're correct (laughs) definitely and the education is definitely the key we were asked recently why we put so much out there on socials and why we don't hold that information close and I think it just whets the appetite of what lighting is and it's what we always intended to do and that was to tell the story of light to tell the story of how it impacts us and particularly in what we've been through over the last couple of years with COVID and the challenges in life I think maintaining our health and ensuring that we're living in spaces that we can be proud of that's what we're trying to do. So we're you know, feeding information to the masses so that keep the lighting industry alive. So where do I go? Lights, 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 underscore AU on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then you email us if you need any help at info at lightslightslights.com.au. And what happens is you'll be called and there'll be a bit of a discussion that happens over the phone. And we'll talk about the needs of the project and better understand the build and then we allocate you to your perfect match. So whoever's calling you to make the appointment will do a bit of a needs analysis on you quickly and then they'll allocate you to the best designer to fit your project and then we get you in for either a Zoom or a showroom appointment and we leave the rest to us. Yeah, like Zoom's good. I've done Zoom. But I really like the experience of going into the showroom. Nothing There's something like about you've got rooms where you can see the different impact and I'm going to say we've never done I'm like, no, 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 we'll need an hour for the lighting design. It's two and a half hours later. I'm like, I'm so stupid. I, I did this last time. About <laughs> but you're right. But we do get, we get very invested in our work and it's exciting because it's knowledge that most people don't have. So it's fun. Yeah. It's a really fun part of the project. Yeah. So reach out to Danielle. Actually, everyone on the team is amazing. I've dealt with quite a lot of them. They sure are. And I'd really, I guess, suggest that you invest 
good amount of effort and energy in this part of the build because it's so rewarding and the payoff is really there. It's that kind of 80-20 rule. You can put the effort in here and you get these massive results. So thank you for coming to talk to us today. Thank you for having me.